I got my ratchets and a strap. I keep my shit up on the rack. You got a kayak, made me some bags. Extra luggage on the rack. Let's get inside, boys. Where the west side, boys? West side, west side. Benedict. Chilling in the basement. all right welcome to episode i think we decided 17 yeah, our number one fan. Uh, chilling in the basement with Ben and Dan, welcoming for the first time a number Special one fan. Special appearance. Kyler. Swoopy D Daily. Welcome, Kyler. Swoop. What's up, man? What's up, guys? Swoopy from the from the house, the Casa de Swoop. From the house, yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, so Swoop Swoop's been listening to the podcast. So I mean, I think we talked about you before on here, so we decided to finally get you on here. And uh, he's going to be our resident uh, electric vehicle epi- or expert uh, to start. <laughs> Experte. Yeah, I don't know about expert. Uh, talking about just getting more, more fans. I, I got my mom subscribed before she left. Nice. For, oh, uh, God. For babysitting. <laughs> Let's go. What's up, JoJo? So, yeah. What's up, JoJo? <laughs> hey, JoJo. Nice. Yes. Hey, holler, holler, uh, new school. We're Shout right. out. Yeah, right, right now we're a word of mouth only podcast. So, uh, you know, <laughs> anybody you can tell, that's fine. Don't talk about us online, though. We're not internet people at all, right, Dan? <laughs> right. At least we not yet. The word online. Yeah, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Haven't gotten to that level. Um, all right, so we'll just I'll just go down some topics we got we got lined up for tonight. Uh, we may or may not get to these. Who knows? But we're going to talk about electric vehicles. Uh, I actually watched a Ford F one fifty like full breakdown the other day. That thing is ridiculously dope. Uh, I got a quick update on my quest to watch the Queen of Meth. Um, we're going to talk a little about Elon and how he's now joining the army. Uh, we might go into some children's YouTube channel ideas. Kyler has a child, and I mean, there's no time like now to start idea. exploiting that child. So uh, you know, we we'll talk about some possible ideas of what you can do. And then uh, I've got some had some Facebook takes on just my Facebook experiences lately. And then uh, you know, if we get to it, maybe Dan will review New Orleans for us we'll see all right so maybe, maybe next podcast yeah so we got a lot to talk about i watched the marquis marquez i think it's marquez brownlee you guys know who he is he's a youtube yeah. guy he does technology yep only nope. usually only reviews tech not a car guy at all but did a full breakdown of the of the f-150 lightning like top of the line trim that thing nice. is nuts Basically, things that stuck out to me is basically got plugs everywhere. I mean, they're talking about it like you're going to be able to run your home off of it for days. I felt like you needed to and uh, basically gets rid of the need to like ever have a generator. Um, And then the front, because there's no, what is it? There's no engine. So it's just a, it's like a giant cooler. Frunk. Yeah. Yeah. You got a frunk. A frunk. So I mean it it, it 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 like at the end I was like man this thing is kind of absurd like are people do you really need all of that space in cars in the future or is it like 
some at some point you can make it more comfortable, right? Especially if it drives itself. It's kind of where this has to go, right? You don't need a nobody needs a frunk and a six foot bed. I don't know. That's just my take on it. I don't know. You know what's funny is the the bed lengths have decreased like crazy over the years. Yeah, yeah, they're getting shorter for sure. They're all just, people are starting to so, extend the cab more. Man, it's yeah, like it's, uh, yeah. I mean, they're right now they're straight up just family vehicles with mm-hmm. a massive bed. I mean, if or massive storage area. So like if so I have a F one fifty and just bought a, a two thousand eighteen and with a bed cover on there. I mean, it's it's just a massive trunk, and then yeah. in the back seat, there's plenty of room for adults, car seats, whatever you want to put in there. Right, you so get anything in there. You could get a full size freaking Saint Bernard back there; <laughs> they would have space. They're like Suburbans <laughs> yeah. with like a little mini hot tub in the back now. You just have yeah. all that space. Why not? I've seen a but, ton of people like they they call it the redneck hot tub. You just put like a tarp in the back and pour a bunch of water in there, and you could just right. sit back there and chill. Now you and with the new one, you could do that in the front. Just put it all yeah, it's because it's, it's literally there's, up, there's no engine there, right? No, right. Everything is so it's, it's battery up a, a skateboard design, yeah. So mm-hmm. the the batteries and all of the the motors and everything that power the vehicles are at chassis level. So you think of a, a normal internal combustion engine, you're going to have a massive amount of you know mass up front and, and just space taking up with that engine. Where now everything is going to be in between the frame rails. So even the motors that drive the electric vehicles or the, the electric motors um, or the wheels, they're going to be within that same platform. So it's that's kind of why you hear like a skateboard design. Mm-hmm. They It's the same. My guess is what Ford was doing um, is, is going to... It's going to be very close to you know the Rivian, all these other electric vehicle companies that are doing this. It's a lot of the same high-level design where it's a skateboard that you throw some kind of body on top of. I was going to um, ask you about Rivian, Kyler, because my brother actually is <clears throat> working in sales for for Dell, who's providing them with a lot of their like tech. And like, I'm curious to know like what the thoughts are, you know, comparison-wise between what Rivian's doing and like what these other like auto manufacturing companies are doing, because I. I didn't even know anything about Rivian until my brother like talked to me about it. He's like, dude, it's like Tesla. It's like up and coming, man. Like there's a lot of stuff going on there right now. Yeah, for sure. So the the big thing with Rivian, with how they're launching and the reason it's like a, a 90 or $70,000 truck or whatever it is, is because the way that they're launching is they're having an, an electric motor at each wheel. Oh, they're quad motors or whatever. Yeah. So that's that's a very different setup. I mean, you think powertrain of, of common vehicles today, yeah. and you have one motor, and then the transmission splits power. You know, if it's a, a four-wheel drive or an all-wheel drive, it splits between the front and back. And then at the front and back on each axle, you have differentials that, that split the power right and left. Mm-hmm. Rivian's going electric motor on all four wheels. So that's like, so does that make it all-wheel drive or... How does that even it's work? already all-wheel drive. It's, yeah, it's be better than all-wheel drive. So one of the big misconceptions with four-wheel drive and all-wheel drive is unless you have a locking differential or some way to, to change the torque um, left to right, you really only have two-wheel drive. So think about it this way. So if you have a vehicle that has four-wheel drive and you hit... Let's say you, for some reason you drive your truck or all-wheel drive half of your vehicle on a nice rank, right? 
So two wheels are on pavement, dry pavement, two wheels are on dry ice. Those two wheels that are not on dry ice, just on ice. When those two wheels are on ice, those are just going to spin. And all the power is going to go to those unless you have some kind of locking differential or, or something to move the torque from that wheel to the one that's not spinning. The ones, it's going to go wherever the easiest path is. Okay. So it's like when so, it hits something and grabs and it kind of just pulls it that direction, right? Yeah. So like, yeah, I guess I want to be cautious with how much I, you know, give away with where I work. And <laughs> if you tell us too much, you can just like, just uh, at the end, right. just tell me like, hey man, you're going to have to cut out the part about uh, X, Y, Z. X, Y, Z, right. right. That may or may not be so, a trade secret. <laughs> we haven't signed any non-disclosures. Yeah. We don't have any NDAs, right. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, unless you have a way to lock the differential, which splits the power right and left on the tires, yeah, you really only have the one-wheel drive. So some modern vehicles will do that through braking. Some will do it through differentials, and there's a bunch of different technology there. Um, so when you talk about Rivian and the new uh, Hummer coming out, um, all of those have the four wheel or four motors at each wheel. So some of the things that those that technology enables you to do is insane, but at the same time the price goes crazy high. Yeah. So the the top model like top trim Teslas I think are all three three motor um, versions of it. Like they don't go full four. But yep. like I know the like super long range nice ones are <clears throat> they go up to three, just sort of weird. I don't know what do you like put, just kind of space them out. I'm not sure how that would work. Yeah. So to go with the, they're not actually going to fact check this. I'm just going to claim yes. what I'm pretty no, sure it is. Check. <laughs> <laughs> I, That's so all we my, do on this show. <laughs> my guess is that they have the three motors is probably one at each of the rear. Okay. And then one that drives the front. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, so. The, the, but so back to like the skateboard thing that makes these much safer in crashes, right? That's why like all the Teslas get super high safety ratings. It's because there's no engine for people to smash into, right? Like on the Ford for the, at the, the lightning, like there's no engine up there anymore, which is like a thousand pound thing you could potentially, you know, get squished in between in an accident. Yeah. And I mean, you, and they you don't roll over, so, right? Because it's super low yeah, gravity. Exactly. There's, there's less risk. In that sense, it, it also imposes new safety risks okay. that aren't there now. Yeah, so it's um, just different. But yeah, you think about, you know, getting pinched between another car and your engine block. That doesn't sound very fun. No. Um, but if if all of the mass is underneath you, then, you know, it, it just depends on how, how structurally sound that, that skateboard design is. Yeah, yeah. Whether it starts falling apart or not. Right. So, but, so one of the things that we've started to look at too, just with, with looking at different electric vehicles and kind of the safety side of it, you know, as far as maintenance, each of these electric vehicle companies have different ways to, to basically like the, the, the oh crap plug, right? So if, if there's going to be an accident or something, there's got to be a way for first responders to completely shut off all power from oh, that battery okay. pack. Okay. Because otherwise, you're going to start having electrical fires, which can't be put out by water. But, you know, it, you're talking about different, you know, different ways of, of providing that safety. So 
and each of the companies are doing it differently. So it's it's definitely going to be interesting as more and more of these companies are coming out and, and putting these new platforms on. Yeah. You know how that that I guess regulations are going to have to drive just a new problem to solve. Yeah, the commonalities of what you have to solve there. It's interesting. Yeah. So I guess the so how far are we from a self-driving something like so tesla that's their thing right because they'll have the cyber truck which will be like a self-driving truck versus this ford f-150 which i don't think they said anything about the actual self-driving technology which i don't think is something ford is i don't, I don't think ford on. has that yet there are a few companies that have it though i mean there's it's so it's, it's really interesting because cadillac way, has it. to me right now it's all marketing Sure. Okay. Because yeah. it's well, it's all lane assist and all that other stuff right now. Like yeah. Lexus has it. It's getting harder and harder to crash a car, regardless of whether it yes. drives itself yes. or not. Right. Yes. Yeah. Because they have all those sensors all the way around the vehicle that beep yeah. at you or like give you some sort of like flash warning. That's almost basically self-driving as it is. Yeah. Because we have we have the ability to grab the wheel. I mean, you still have the ability to grab the wheel and turn it if you're riding one of those self vehicles, right? So I, I don't know if you guys saw recently Tesla had to change up how they're going to do their self-driving Did they? or their Fire. autopilot monitoring. Okay. Yep. So I, yeah. in the past, what they would use is a, a, a torque sensor within the steering wheel. Okay. So you could put I think weight one on of the, the steering most recent, wheel. Like, okay. Yeah. That yeah. One of the most recent. It. Yeah. One of the most recent um, high profile cases where there was an accident. They said like nobody was in the driver's seat. And I think both passengers ended up, you know, passing away. Yeah. But like I've seen, I've seen videos of people showing this on the highway. Well, they'll take like a roll of duct tape and like wrap it around the steering wheel once on the side, mm -hmm. just because there's enough weight there that the steering wheel thinks that on. there's some pressure being applied. Yeah. They like switch it up. So they weight. switched, they switched from that to a camera based system. Oh, oh, now you're just watching you. All right. Well, I mean, so that. That is all. all no more having sex while uh, <laughs> while riding in a Tesla, I guess. That's that's how they're gonna they're gonna have to be in the future, and I mean that's how yeah. I, I believe the Ford and the Chevy systems all operate. Is it because the only way you can actually get the the self driving feature is making sure, at least right now, that the driver is aware. Yeah, actually, the only way to do that is with cameras. Right. So. The Tesla that's got to bring in some sort of like, I mean, if they're monitoring that and they have like recordings of that stuff, I mean, that kind of goes back to like the whole privacy act stuff, right? Yeah, yeah well, for sure. And I, I think the way the, the Tesla one was set up too, is there was comments around the, the article I was reading. Um, there's a way to, to shut off what data can be sent back to Tesla. Um based off of that so it could be like a local instance of that camera and just the computers within the car monitoring the feedback yeah and not necessarily sending data out and but yeah at the end of the it's day a privacy thing. do you really care if someone's watching you while you drive all the time i i don't care i mean i'm just gonna be exactly and that's the thing too like you pull up to a stop sign <laughs> unless you're like dan and got full blacked out windows now <laughs> right. like anybody can There's see cameras everywhere doing, right? yeah <laughs> right. i was thinking about getting a dash cam man i watched some videos of like people checking their brakes and getting into accidents and a bunch of stuff the other day after we drove back from new york it's like man i might have to get a dash cam just you know put it up there in case we get into an accident you have evidence no matter what happens <laughs> That's actually not a bad idea. I might consider getting one as well now that I have my it, drug dealer car. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Uh, and a lot of the new vehicles, they're they're coming out with that tech. Are they? So there's already the cameras involved with you know lane monitoring, self driving. Well, I know that. Yeah, all the Tesla uh, security stuff. features were that that's just already built in. Yeah. So the Tesla stuff. So I watched a video of Elon Musk giving uh, a demonstration, and he was talking. This was a couple of years, uh, probably a year and a half, two years ago, and he was talking about how they have basically had to stop using like Intel or AM, not, not, is it AMD, whatever the chip manufacturers are. And they had to develop their own computer for their self-driving technology. And it had to do with the, the idea that uh, I think it was it, maybe memory or something like that. But however these general chips are set up, they're just not maximized for a self-driving system. But the more and more he kept talking, the more and more it became apparent to me that he was just working on how to develop computer vision. Like, at the end of the day, his goal is machines are able to see. Which to yeah, me was all like, AI. whoa. That's Because yeah. he yeah. was talking about how LiDAR isn't going to work in the, the long AI term. <laughs> that's, what, that's what a lot of companies were sort of using or relying on. And that the way that they were doing it was much more... Um, feasible from like a long-term perspective and it was just because they're basically te- teaching the machines how to see so thanks for that elon yeah we look back on thanks this. elon <laughs> we appreciate you <laughs> yeah and it, i think you mentioned that was like a year and a half ago or so i, yeah. I think there's been recent stuff where he's kind of reversed has he or, or realized yeah that the the technology differences and and that's one thing it's like i'm super impressed with all the tesla stuff right and it I would totally drive a, a cyber truck. I think those look oh, ridiculous yeah. and they're just badass based on the you know the the specs and everything that are out there right now. But I think there's also a sense around Tesla where it's it's kind of a, a false hype. Sure. Um so I was I was reading an article earlier. Um so talking about electric sales vehicle or electric vehicle sales in Norway. Okay. So because they get credits there, right? Like super credits. They're one of the yeah. They're one of the leading countries uh, in the globe as far as electric sales and, and trying to be the first. So I think their goal right now is to end. They're they're trying to be the first company or first country mm-hmm. to to end the sale of gas engines by twenty twenty five. That's four years. They want to be the first eco friendly country to like I mean, not have they, carbon hey. emissions. You know, you yeah. know why Great Britain became a world power back in the day is because they ran out of trees to burn, so they started digging up coal. Like they say, have your energy crisis early, right? So if you're gonna if you're gonna yeah. commit, you might as well commit. Yeah, and then and one of the things, just kind of going back to the the, yeah, the, the Tesla, Tesla sales, I guess yeah. hype, if I'm calling it right, yeah, is so the this article it cited some numbers as far as like what the sales were electric vehicle wise in Norway, and a, a year ago the. 43% of the, the new vehicles sold were electric vehicles. This past month, they were 60%. Yeah. So, so they're they're, they're climbing up, you know, pretty quickly and in, in towards that 2025 goal. Yeah. The Ford Mach-E Mustang Ooh, was the highest selling vehicle. The highest vehicle. selling vehicle. Yep. Yeah. In May. That's awesome. What's, what's the... What's the price tag on one of those in Norwegian kroner? Like sixty five thousand <laughs> euros. <laughs> Not a clue. <laughs> Eighty thousand euros. Uh, so my yeah, my thing with Tesla is I'm I'm really down for this electric stuff, but if it can drive itself, that's all I'm looking for. I want to buy the first car that can take me from A to B without me having to worry about it worry about driving at all and i know it's it's probably all sort of going that way and we're we're coming close to a tipping point 
but they seem to be on the cutting edge of that, uh, if nothing else. Tell you one thing, if everybody's driving around in electric vehicles that have, you know, the self-driving, there's going to be no more speeding tickets. No. There's going to be a reason for police officers to, like, patrol highways and shit. Is this how we get rid of the police? Is this the ultimate uh, social justice goal is the electric cars? No, I, I think you would run out of a re- for a reason for having, like, cops issue traffic tickets. Yeah. It sounds a lot of yeah, for sure. What's going to be interesting is you're going to have a population of people and a rather large population of people that just love driving. Yeah, I just right. don't want to have they'll, they'll, a vehicle drive. They'll they be don't. like the people who ride horses nowadays. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Those those people that you see all the time. Riding We're going horses, to the like. ranch to drive some cars. <laughs> Speaking right. of riding horses, Ben, note this. We need to talk about Yellowstone sometime. All right. That show oh, with Kevin show, Costner. Okay. Um, I think it's the Discovery. Is it Discovery Channel? No, Paramount. Yeah, dude. Discovery Channel is way trashier than that nowadays. Bro, that show, Kyler, if you haven't watched it, Yellowstone. Yeah, we thought about trying it, but it, we've just been trying to finish other ones. Dude, so, it's so good. I guess. Anyways, horses. Nah, so I, I guess a question <laughs> for you, Kyler, is how fast, I mean, this seems to be, to me, is getting we're getting to some sort of tipping point here where it's Ford not, they're not making a gas version of the truck after 2022, right? Or are they still making gas versions? Oh, of it? for sure. Oh, they for will. For sure okay. they will. Absolutely. Okay. So, the the way I, I kind of see this going is they're going to start off. They're going to see what the sales are. They're going to see what the warranty type of things are. Okay. They're going to you know use that as a a starting point and and kind of lean into it as applicable. So it's going to be really interesting. It's, mar- it's all market based, basically. Yeah, and it's going to be really interesting to see what the regulations you know potentially coming down are on the the OEMs and all these different car companies where you have to meet, you know, X number of miles per gallon for your entire fleet. So that's kind of how it's set up right now. And that's why you have companies that that still have internal combustion engines. They they keep them because they sell well. So they're making them money, but then they'll also go out and and make this crazy electric vehicle that gets crazy high numbers to offset that difference. Yeah. Interesting. So it's yeah, it's going to be based on I think regulations and in, and from the self-driving standpoint, I wouldn't be surprised if in I, I don't know we'll say three to five years that like a, a Ford or a GM or, or one of the, the big you know set companies and and ones that have been around come out and they're like, yep, we're there. Yeah. So I think they're kind of doing it a little quieter than Tesla's doing it, but yeah. it, it's it's definitely happening. Yeah. Because why would you not want to? Right. I mean, the I think the Ford right now, it automatically or already does. Uh, um, so like it, if you ever driven a car that has the lane keep assist. Yes. And I've tried to mess with go- it. And it's yeah, how goofy it is. Like if you start <laughs> yes. to drift, it starts yeah. to steer you back. And yeah. you're like, but the, what you just basically snake back and forth in between the lanes. Yeah. You know, you're, so like the you're way, skiing the way down those, the road. Yeah. The way those operate is they have technology that that identifies a, the the barriers. Mm hmm. If they can't identify the barriers, then you know the system deactivates or whatever. But essentially, it'll ping pong you back and forth between those two. Yeah, that's kind of how it works right now. Yeah, Ford already has the system where it's lane centering. Okay. So it identifies those two and says, "Here's the center line. I'm going to stay there." Okay. So there's there's already the technology base there with with a lot of the big OEMs. It's like I said, I think they're just kind of doing a little quieter mm-hmm. um, than the Teslas and. Rivians and, and all those. Yeah. 
That's that's interesting to me. Like I feel like the technology is like you said, Kyler, like really, really close. But I also agree it's just like I don't know how many people are actually gonna want to do that. You know, like I'm sure that there is a very large population of people that really just enjoy driving. Like I really enjoy driving, but like I don't know, man. If if I guess if it's gonna save the planet and get rid of all the carbon emissions, like yeah, we should definitely all be switching but, over to. But self driving is not gonna do that. That's the electric. Well, no, but stuff. the electric vehicles are in general. <laughs> self driving is just gonna steal your freedom from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, well, I mean, what if, what if the vehicles lock up and just start taking us places? And I'm like, yep, you got to go here. Yeah, it's that's how the machines rise, man. They get us all in our self-driving cars and they lock us in there yeah. until you know we uh, got to bust out or something. And my phone is already I mean, telling another... me to where to go every Wednesday when I get my vehicles. Like, oh, you're going to Arbor Hills Golf Course, <laughs> right? And right. You can, but you you'll be able to like take a nap after that and be like, oh yeah, okay, see so you in 45 minutes. Like go to sleep or yeah. do some work or something. What's interesting to think about is people that can't afford electric vehicles or can't, you know, don't want to have an electric vehicle or yeah. self-driving vehicles. Once those become the norm or, you know, start to creep up towards majority, yeah. insurance for oh, non-self-driving vehicles is going to go through the roof. Yeah. The risk. Well, especially, yeah, compared to the the stuff that does self-drive. Right. Well, then they won't be able to afford, yeah. afford their insurance. Be like horse insurance right. nowadays. You know how much it is to insure a horse? <laughs> <laughs> is that a four-legged horse? <laughs> how many horsepower does that horse have? Is that a four-legged horse? <laughs> oh, yeah. what? what other horse have you seen? <laughs> you ever seen a three-legged horse? Dude, I don't think they let horses have three legs. They just they make them they in glue at that point. Yeah. <laughs> We all know what happened to War Admiral, bro. Rest in peace. Dude, Whatever that was. Wasn't there a horse that they killed on like the there was a like a Kentucky Derby a horse won the Kentucky Derby. This is like a couple of years ago. Broke its leg. Won the horse the Kentucky Derby and then broke its leg in the next race. I'm pretty sure they killed it like a couple of years later. They tried to keep yeah. that one alive, uh, you know, for the sperm, but I think eventually they uh took it out back, you know. So to Dude, speak. the first ten seconds into the epi- the first episode of Yellowstone. <laughs> I'm not kidding you, man. Spoiler alert. You've been, you've been, Spoiler alert. All right. <laughs> Have you been binge watching uh, Yellowstone? No, I just watched the first. The first episode is fucking two hours long. Oh, Jesus. This yeah, is like some and the second episode stuff. was an hour and like 10 minutes, so I've right. watched two episodes. What's your take so far on it? Can you give us like a little Yellowstone review real quick? I was going to say, I haven't seen Kevin. Kevin Costner is basically, you know what? This show reminds me a lot of um dances with wolves no <laughs> it reminds me a lot of like uh like a sopranos but like montana version okay so yeah he's a- dude he's like a he's like a basically a mob you know what have you ever seen a sh- have you ever heard of the show billions on is it showtime mm-hmm. or stars I have not he's basically just dude he's he's a bot he's like a mob boss he just you know has a lot of property value and like pull the area that he's in and he's just got a family and they like own a ton of land and cattle and horses and you know it's just a show about the family kind of like dug in on on montana i guess i mean it's it's pretty interesting so far i mean i'm only two episodes in but yeah there's a lot that's happened just in the matter of the first two episodes it's I very, very highly suggest uh, checking it out if you haven't All seen right. it. I might have to check it out. I recently watched uh, Selena with Katie, the new Selena thing on Netflix. 
How was it? How was it? It was all right. I mean, it was more of a, a chick thing. I was more of a long for the ride. It's kind of like, uh, I don't really want to watch this, but because you're into it, we'll watch it. Uh, sad. I mean, she dies at the end. Spoiler alert. So that kind of <laughs> Spoiler alert. Funny. We knew she died. I feel like, yeah. I mean, they did a good job of, of doing some of the casting, but then there were some of them where it's just like, uh, it's like pretty clear they were going for someone who just looked like the real life person as opposed yeah. to someone who could actually act. And I was like, ah, this guy kind of sucks at acting. I mean, he looks like the other guy, but he's not a really good actor. So I'm not really sure what you're going for here. But anyway, that's I have a good one. If, if you guys haven't seen it, uh, mayor of East town on HBO. All right. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Have you guys even heard of it? Nope. Is it a movie or a TV show? Uh, it's a, it's a series. I think it's a 10 part series on HBO. Oh, nice. What's it about? East town. All right. It's like a small town. Um, the Kate Winslet is the main actor, actress. Ooh, I like so she, she basically, she's the detective and there's like murders and all these, you know, interconnected stories. And it's, it's such a small town. She knows everybody and it's, set in like pennsylvania so the accents are hilarious they did a snl spoof on it but it's okay definitely a good one to check out if you guys haven't nice nice uh speaking of checking out shows queen of meth is still a thing Uh, (laughs) nice transition you guys were ever to catch any episodes queen of meth uh i thought i was gonna watch some queen of meth in anticipation of reviewing the first episode on here then i found out that it's only on discovery plus which is like who the hell has Discovery Plus? But like more importantly, why is has Discovery Channel, which used to be like the planet Earth of our childhoods, now just trash television? Like did did planet Earth ruin the Discovery Channel? It just took all the cool stuff from all over the world and put it into one thing. Discovery was channels just like, well, we don't really have anything else left now, you know? Can't show elephants doing it anymore. Uh, they're basically so what was, Queen of Meth. What was your prime Discovery Channel watching experience? Uh, just like, I used to watch shows about Africa. I feel like Discovery Channel when I was a kid was like shows about Africa. Wasn't like, the crocodile the dude on the Discovery Channel? Yeah, I think he was Animal Planet. But Steve stuff Irwin? like that, yeah. Steve Irwin. So uh, the first thing that comes to mind that you said, like, what ruined it? It was Moonshiners. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> they went so to like, the what? hills of Kentucky. Wait, oh, that, but it's like reality TV combined yeah. with the wilderness. Weren't they in West Virginia or something? Damn, that's it. I feel like that was one of the first like reality TV takeovers. Yeah. It was Moonshiners. That they had. They blended, they blended the woods with reality TV, and uh, they've never looked back. Now they're on Queen of Meth. Yeah. So wasn't also uh what's his name the survive not the survivor guy or yeah the survivor show what was not survivor but it was uh oh my god who was the navy seal guy from uh the british oh, navy bear grills yeah wasn't bear grills on discovery that sounds about right that's also during that like transition period though yeah but to um, me discovery channel was basically like planet earth when we were kids that's what Naked i was afraid is that show on there that's one like, of those yeah. yeah so yeah so basically they're just like reality outside which is kind of like meth i mean you know i feel like there's meth is like a rural thing right it's made in like iowa queen of meth found out is about tom arnold's sister is the queen of meth so wait is this an actual twist. true 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 story or is it just like a oh yeah it's, it's about her rise as like a meth dealer running meth i believe I, now, I haven't seen the episode because it's on Discovery Plus, 
But from what I've been able to gather, it's about Tom Arnold's sister, who was like a top-level meth drug dealer who would run meth from Iowa to L.A., is my take on it. And made a bunch of money doing that until she eventually got caught. So this is a documentary. This is in a... You know, I I don't know. It's just I just know it's we'll called Clean Math. I've seen we'll a couple commercials. It's like, man, Discovery Plus, man. The, this is the ultimate of trash. But yeah, it's on Discovery Plus. I there's a YouTube like clickbait video that's like first episode Queen of Math. <laughs> it's like an hour and a half of the same commercial <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> Wait, this isn't even about math. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> that's amazing. Uh yeah, what that's was, that's all I got in Queen of Math though. I don't know. Queen of Math. The, the fall the fall of the Discovery Channel. That's the fall of America right there, Dan. The Dude, Queen there's, seems like there's a show called Queen of Math on the Discovery Channel. Uh what was that one song? You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals, so let's do it oh, like yeah, they do on the Discovery Channel. Uh, bad blood, blood wasn't Bloodhound Gang. That's who that was. Bloodhound Gang. All right. Uh you guys want to talk about children's youtube channel ideas yeah good transition from youtube (laughs) yeah oh man um all right so swoop you got a kid she's starting to talk at least i'm sure cute enough to where if you put her in front of a camera we could get some good good stuff so oh dude she would be so perfect she's so so articulate yeah, so, as I said, dude, starting to talk. She's reading now. Oh, like, oh that's perfect. She can read cue cards. Sentences. Cue cards. Yeah. How do you think she'll do cue, with cue cards? cards? Oh, oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> fully vetted. Fully vetted cue like, cards. Yeah. Just Emma reading cue cards would be the funniest freaking thing ever. So I'll, I'll, sh- I'll shoot you a clip here after uh, we're done here, Benny, of... You know, like the so the new iPhones, they you can make your face whatever animal or creature yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And Anna did one, yeah, where she's the poop face. Nice. And like she's looking at the phone, she's what's that poopy doing? <laughs> and like it's just, oh, I'll send it to you. You can you can insert clip what's here. What's the poopy yeah, doing? Good. Oh my so, god, dude! Taking off the kid who does toy reviews. How do you feel about something where she does like she's into art? So what if we do like high end art reviews, but it's just coming from a child, and we just have her like read these like real high-end art reveals be like uh or art 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 critics and uh have her have her give her take on it dude i mean (laughs) the amount of stuff that's on youtube now that would probably do pretty well yeah that's what i'm saying or what what about what if she did uh like children's book reviews where like she like like read a book and then she could just like talk about her favorite part of the book dude that would kill (laughs) do you think you, you think she could do stuff like she's not into anymore and like that's what we're gonna like sell to the 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 up and coming kids. Like she's like two or three, but we're trying to get the one year olds. The reason I asked is because I was over at at Johnny's the other night, and Jack is super into like videos of trains. This guy named Blippy and uh, Land Before Time, right? So like, could nice. she do like a Land Before Time review and be like, "Yeah, here's what Land Before Time is about. It was cool when I was like one, but I'm two now." So. <laughs> I think the the thing with Emma is she's she's such a a positive human. So okay. like, be hard she to doesn't want to shit on things. Basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she doesn't want to let people down. So like, well, you know, we're having dinner and I have something on my plate that she doesn't, or something that she doesn't like, and be like, Emma, would you like a bite of blah blah blah? She's like, um, 
no thank you i have my own food and it's just like <laughs> okay like she's just trying to not make me feel bad she doesn't want to so shoot, yeah. getting her to like you know criticize lamb before time <laughs> would, be a, would be a struggle so fun fact <laughs> lamb before time was done by george lucas and uh steven spielberg it's like oh, literally yeah. the greatest, great movie greatest uh cartoon directors you could ever think of but i think it'd be hilarious to get a child up there and be like you know I, I see what they're doing here with Lucas's, you know, direction and his colors, but I really don't like Spielberg's choice to, you know, go with Littlefoot as falling into this waterfall and you know, just give like a child's take on something. But it's, you know, use some big words, make it sort of critical. Um, I think that could be golden. Oh, my gosh. That'd be so funny to have just videos of Emma trying to say really big words. <laughs> you could do that, too. Child says big yeah. words. Yep. Maybe that's as simple as you got to go with it. But no, what is it? The toy review kid is like a millionaire. He's like oh, six yeah. years oh, old. Yeah. It's crazy. Does she? Does Emma watch YouTube? We don't. No. So it's kind of a black hole. Of, you know, once oh. you start and then it, the auto plays. Right. And, so, I mean, we've seen that as adults, right? Looking at different YouTube videos and channels and stuff. I, Yeah, it's just something we haven't even started her there's, trying to do. There's she doesn't even have to watch them. We can just make our own. There's videos on YouTube <laughs> of families who are playing pranks on each other, trying to get views on YouTube from children where the video's like, we stole our credit card from daddy and mommy and used it to buy V-Bucks on Fortnite. And the daddy and mommy are like, oh, what did you do? Comment, like, subscribe. Tell us about a time you stole your parents' credit card in the comments. <laughs> right right what What? (laughs) encouraging children to be thieves yeah oh my god you know that common activity yeah like subscribe yeah 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 exactly it's so ridiculous these days man people just like put technology in front of kids at such a young age and it just like they just get freaking like zoned in man it's ridiculous zoned in yeah we try to be pretty specific with like what shows we'll we'll put on for yeah um Obviously, something you know that's not just mind numbing and and right, kind of the wrong messages and stuff. But something educational. She's pretty good with it. She'll watch like an episode and be like, "Okay, done." Really? And like, yeah, we'll that's turn cool. the TV off and do other stuff. So that's cool. But it, I think if if you could somehow get a toddler, Emma's not the one, but if you could get <laughs> a toddler to like give high level reviews of <laughs> of some other kids' shows, I think that would be hilarious. All right, if you're out there listening, you got a kid you want to exploit. Uh, Drop a comment, I guess. <laughs> yeah, not not signing up for that one. Johnny, Johnny, John, Johnny, Johnny, might let Little Jack do it. Little Jack, I, we've been talking about doing Little Jack's toy reviews. Little Jack's super into toys right now, but he can't. He's not quite like enunciating words yet, so it'd be like him mumbling about toys, which I also think could be hilarious. You just get a kid up there, like, <laughs> like, holds up a dinosaur and's like just mumbles about it for a little bit, like gives it a four out of five, and <laughs> move on. <laughs> Dude, I follow this one guy on uh, Instagram who has his little daughter on, and they have, like, a podcast that they, like, record video of, and she, like, says all this stuff, and, like, you can't really understand it, so he puts, like, subtext at the bottom of the things that she's saying. It is so funny, and she's so cute. She calls flamingos mingos because she can't say flamingo, so she says mingos. It is so funny, though. I I mean, it it gets a lot of clicks, man, a lot of views. Kids sell, man. Um. Yeah, speaking of exploiting stuff online, I uh, I was on Facebook. I haven't been getting on Facebook lately, but I notice when I do get on that, I get confused as to what is 
people I know who are posting things and what is just straight ads. And it got real bad the other day. So I was like, man, how do I like, there's gotta be a way to stop this. Right. There's gotta be a way to like tell Mark Zuckerberg, I don't want you to make money (laughs) off of me with these ads. Can't do it. You can, you can basically specify that like, you don't want to see certain types of ads, but there's no way to completely turn off ads, which to me was just like, uh, how they make their money, man. We don't pay for it. Yeah, but we never paid for it. And it was a lot more fun before. Right. right. <laughs> well, we say before, we were one of the first ones where you had to right. have a dot .edu to the, log the, in, o- the right? old school college kid Facebook. Right. The, the OGs. Yeah. But it just made me think no, about I, like the next generation is going to hate Facebook. They there's, already I hate mean, Facebook. There's no way they're going to. They already do. There's no way they're going to. They're going to find it to be like a fun, engaging place. I mean, they have TikTok, which is like, here's six seconds of fun every time you scroll up or down. Dude, I can't I, do TikTok, man. I can't. can't. It's oh, just man, way can't. too much, dude. It's just Sometimes video after lost. video after video after video, and it's just like, when does this freaking stop, man? That's I, I can't, man. I don't it's have way TikTok, too much. but. TikTok is like the, you know, it's like YouTube or it's just all getting faster and shorter and more to the point and like more in your face. Um, yeah, man. To where it's like even the DIY videos, there's no like, hi, my name's Ted. Today we're going to do a floor. It's just like, here's what you do. You slap it down and then you put it together. Three seconds. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I watched uh, this old house episode the other day. Oh, nice. <laughs> and then and we're taking a bath or whatever. Yes. And yeah, it was like a 30 minute episode on how to fix a fireplace yes. that I could have watched on yes. YouTube in like 45 yes. seconds. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty much it, man. It's just, it's all getting more in your face and shorter and faster. Pretty soon we'll just be staring at each other doing this podcast like we were talking about, Dan, and just like. Yeah, it's, in, it's interesting because, you know, I because I work for like a, a data solutions company, what we're always talking about is like clients, what they want is like better, faster, you know, more efficient data. Right. Yeah. And so like we're fi- we're trying to find ways of like making our processes more you know efficient and stuff and getting the information to the client quicker. And, you know, it's it's just this this technology day and age everybody just wants things faster like they're tired of waiting and they you know they just want everything i mean it's just like what's the what's the phrase that it's like immediate gratification or something or instant instant gratification is is more important than like a long lasting just like i guess appreciation or something i don't know it's 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 just changing the way that we think about everything in general man like the instant gratification we're always on to like the next thing that's going to make us happy what stuff. is that next yeah. thing? Well, yeah. didn't I think the uh, the recent like iOS update or whatever it, it enabled something where each app has to ask you to share data from That's other it. apps? Oh, nice. Yeah, so yeah. The, I, I I think that you know that's a good step in the right direction. But yeah, I've I've definitely I, I was trying to sell a mower the other day on Facebook Marketplace, and like I posted it in. Jackson for sale, no rules, right? Like whatever group it was. Uncut. And some Yeah, uncut, no rules. Jackson raw. And like so now all I see is like all these for sale Jackson like group posts. Oh nice. That don't even have anything to do with selling anything. It's just random Jackson for sale posts. And it's like, okay. I've had enough of this. I see what happened here. Yeah. Uh I think the idea if you could somehow create something where you 
you somehow pay people for the data you harvest off of them. I think that's a really interesting idea. I don't know how you do it, but or if it's even feasible, but it's something that I've thought about a lot is like how if we could simply pay people some portion of the data cost or the data that we get from them. It would be something that people would do, right? If you got paid essentially to browse the internet and look at ads. So a Dan, lot of Dan's, this stuff Dan's too. You can't, you can't get paid to do that right you now. You can't get paid to do that right now. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. somebody's done it already. Yeah. How do you do that? Well, so all the data that gets collected, um, like when you're on just like a browser or like when you're like liking ad or like liking, you know, things on Instagram or like liking things on Facebook, like they track that stuff. Right. Yeah. And when you, when you sign up for one of those, you know, social media apps or, you know, when you create your Google account and you're logged in all the time, they, they track the websites that you go to. And then based off of things that you're searching for, they sell that information to all these companies that are just like pumping out advertisements saying, you know, Hey, Dan, for instance, you know, I was just recently looking up, you know, you know, insurance policies. Right. And so I guarantee for like the next few months, maybe even longer, I'm going to receive hundreds of emails and ads on any type of social media, just about insurance. Right. Yeah. So it's insane, man. What's the margin on that though, for the company that sells the data? It's got to be so pretty good, the comp- right? So they're not paying Google. For it. Google is one of the main data providers out there, right? What they do is they have all these deals with all of these different businesses that say, "We'll basically trade data," right? Because when you sign up for a Google account in the service agreement that you say, "Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm ready. I, I agree that this, this account is in my name." There, there's actual like small font text or whatever in yeah. that service agreement that says that your your information is being tracked and they can share that with whoever right so in order for you to go in to your account and like turn that kind of stuff off i don't i don't necessarily know how it works with google i think there's like certain things you can say no to but like most of it they just track man like all of your search like make sure you clear your search history at least once every couple of days but i'm Otherwise, saying like you're just gonna get what yeah, if we... Ben, are you talking more of like I want to make money off people knowing what I look at? I'm saying Is that what you're talking about. I'm saying like instead of Google, we do the exact same thing Google's doing, but we call it Google or we call it Yougle. You Google. And instead of Google pocketing all that money, at the end of the month they say like, Hey, here's here's seven dollars off of the ad data that we made for you this month. And there's just there's some sort of like kickback from the data that of yours that they sold to advertisers that month that's got to that's got to be that's got to be possible right yeah i don't you're saying how do you monetize your own how much money they're making off of me because it's it's they're selling my data to other people like how much money google's margin on that data has got to be absurd right so like they're making they're not paying anything for that data other than whatever it costs to run their servers or do whatever yeah. google does with google i don't know but what if you cut into that margin and said hey i'm going to kick back 50 percent of the ad revenue we make if you use our browser right that's got to be a good idea right it can't be a bad idea 
you got to think though too like if if you were to do that then you'd automatically get like what the influencer type person is right you'd be like oh i'm the ideal person for me to sell my search history and stuff so you'd kind of get i think it would it it kind of float to the top and, and i think we'd be back to where we're at well but what if it just forces google to pay you something for the data that they use what if Google just said, oh, fuck it, we're getting out So you're saying here. that we should sue the... Google for the data that they sell and make money off of? <laughs> no, I'm saying that we need to create a viable competitor to Google and come up with a business plan that oh, kicks that's back. It? That's it. Oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just create a search that engine that's a competitor that kicks to back Google. a reasonable, whatever we don't want to keep, portion of the ad revenue to the user per, I don't know, month, annually. We can do whatever we want. You so, know what's funny is I think you're indirectly getting kickbacks because already. of the efficiency the the convenience factors yeah 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 that's true it's google yeah because so like i know google and amazon share a lot of data with each other in terms of like hey you know like if i'm searching this type of you know stuff on my google search engine and you know those ads for amazon pop up like with certain like i was recently searching searching for like you know, new workout shorts or whatever. And then all of a sudden I'm getting all these pop-up ads on Instagram that say, check out, you know, Amazon. Kevin, Kevin Hart's new shorts. I yeah, yeah, nice exactly. <laughs> it's insane, man. Like there's just, the data in general and the way that they track it and kind of get all that information, there's a lot of uh, sharing that goes on. Like I know my company shares data with Nielsen and we share with a lot of other you know, big data solutions companies that are kind of just compiling all the information and then just monetizing all that, you know, making money off of seeing what type of products like certain demographic people are buying, you know, like, you know, anywhere from the age of, you know, they can, they can say, okay, like what type of, you know, shampoo are people buying between the ages of 20 and 30, you know, like, so the, you know, the so basically you're saying the demand automatically sort of marginalizes all that profit to where the people who are going to pay for it are going to pay amounts that are I don't know you'd still be able to sort of charge your own price right for a lot of that stuff. It's like direct targeted much? marketing, man. Yeah. How much does that cost? How much is the click worth? Have you guys seen, uh, I think it's Social Dilemma on Netflix? I have not. No, I've heard a lot oh, about that. Oh, yeah, I have seen that one, Kyler. That's creepy, need, man. It's you need to watch creepy. that one, then. All right, you guys got a review? 20 seconds? Our data is everywhere. Uh, <laughs> basically, all the things we've been talking about, it explains. Really? <laughs> it it goes into detail, yeah, of, of like how long you you know pause your scrolling on a certain type of ad or certain oh, type of post. And how the algorithms, you know, take that into account for or what the, they show you next. Or you'll you'll be talking about or listening to something, yeah. and you go to search for something related in your phone, and it's like first thing that pops up when you start yeah. typing, it's like, oh, that's yeah, and hell of an algorithm. Home, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, bring in the data share stuff full circle from the beginning of this. I mean, think through autonomous driving and the amount of data that is going to be needed for that. Oh yeah. And the sharing that's going to need to happen, you know, industry wide for that to actually be successful. Yeah. I mean, you, because every car would basically have to talk to every other car. They have to have some sort of shared network for them all to be right. on, right? I mean, well, now you're talking company to company, right. vehicle to vehicle. Google and that's, Apple already are sharing all that information, the, you know, their maps. 
you know, with, with, I mean, they, they have the ability to kind of like GPS track our phones. And so once we get in our vehicles and we drive around, yeah, they're mapping out all the routes that we're taking. So that's why, like, whenever I get in my vehicle on a Wednesday at three thirty, four o'clock, and they're like, are you heading to Arbor Hills Golf Course? And I can just say, fuck yeah, I am, and just click on a button. <laughs> and it gives me directions to the golf course. Yeah. It's like it's they, they, they just already know, man. Like, they're they're so far ahead of just the ability to track information it's like i'm surprised that we're actually not further along than what people say but maybe they yeah. are maybe they're ready so to they, go we'll, we'll be seeing each other right this upcoming weekend and yeah. so anna booked an airbnb and like i starred the the gmail you know from the the reservation or whatever and I think it was the next morning or something. I got a, a thing from Google. It was like, your itinerary for Chicago. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, Check out these places. Stuff. Yeah. Here's how long it's going to take you from home to get here. And then I was just like, yeah. Here are the local spots to hit around your place that have five-star ratings. <laughs> or here's some or Yelp reviews more money of places that are around ones. you. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that comes back to the convenience factor though, right? I mean, love the convenience. The, the sh- Yeah. The shit that I'm doing and looking up or whatever, I don't care if anybody's looking at it. I, I value the convenience of that type of thing oh, way man. over the concern. It's like we, so I was in Long Island dealing with my, <clears throat> my wife's uh, dad and he is, he's, he's an older guy and he's got a, a lawnmower that's like 20 years old. And we spent, a large chunk of the two weeks there just dealing with his flat tire on his lawnmower to where it was. And he's very cheap. So it was first we tried fix, fix a flat, right? Fill it up with fix a flat. Got him going. And it just, it just went flat. So then he goes to the tire guy. He goes to the tire guy with one flat tire, comes back with three flat tires because the tire guy was like, Hey, I got these other tires that are also flat but maybe you could fix them with fix a flat and I'll make you a deal on them. So he was all about that. So then we put fix a flat into one of the new tires, which were a little bit smaller, but they had the same rim size. So it was like a, it was weird. But at the end of the day, we basically ended up figuring towards the end. It's like, man, we put probably $40 worth of fix a flat. You paid $20 for the two flat tires and you can go on Amazon and have a brand new tire delivered to your house for about $45 within two days. Yeah. I was going to say, fix a flat is not cheap. Oh, well, man. Not, the, the, conven- the convenience of time, money. But the time thing, yeah, is, is Dude, the killer. The, mo- the amount of time that you spend. And like people say, like today, time is money, man. Oh, like yeah. if I'm going to get that, that's why the convenience and like having mm-hmm. the immediate gratification or like, that that instant gratification or whatever is like super important to people man yeah it's insane so to finish this story out two to three days in me and katie were like all right well he doesn't have an air compressor we're just gonna buy him an air compressor so we go to home depot we get him an air compressor <clears throat> that turns into second flat tire he bought kind of works if you jack it up with fix the flat and then fill it up with air it stays up for about a half an hour so he's basically now like got a pit crew going to where he'll drive the tractor for a half an hour until the tire gets flat. And then he'll pull up the air compressor that we just got him, which he loves, by the way, fill up the tire and then go for another half an hour. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just Eventually, new tire, this, So this is on a, a lawnmower that he bought for $90 <clears throat> that. 
the reason it was ninety dollars was the deck was half rusted out, so the mower deck was half missing. So he had a buddy who could weld, take a piece of stainless steel from a dishwasher, and they welded uh, the other half of the deck. So it's like where the discharge is. It's like you look down and you're like, what is this? It's got like wash, rinse, uh, like, you know, double <laughs> insert soap. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Type of thing on his mower deck, uh, which I think at the end of the week, it sounds like he actually blew a head gasket on. So it might be RIP to the to the old craftsman. But uh, he's the type of guy who's like, you know, I bought this two years ago for ninety dollars. I mowed the grass approximately, you know, 20 times with it. It would cost me $300 to pay someone to come mow this grass. It's so facto, you know, I saved all this money. And it's just yep. like, yeah, but you wasted a whole lot of time yeah. to bring it back I, around to the that, Amazon. That thing. resonates exactly with me. So recently, at last summer, my father-in-law got a new mower. I was like, what, what are you going to do with uh, that old one? Because it would take me like two hours to push mow my yard. Okay. And he was like, oh, I was just going to take it to the dump. The the deck doesn't work. You know, it, it doesn't engage or cut. I was like, oh, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll take I it. I can fix that. Yeah, I can fix that. So $10 part off Amazon. And really? it was just the cable that broke. Got okay. it work. It worked all last year. So because I paid zero money for right. it, I guess $10 for it. I just didn't care. Left it outside all winter. You know, didn't Perfect. have it covered or anything. <laughs> Went to go start it this spring and it started right up. Doesn't go into reverse. I was okay. like, oh, it's it's gotta be something in the transaxle. I can tear that apart and fix it. <laughs> Tore that apart. I, Anna comes home one night and my hands are just covered in grease and I just have shit all over the garage. She's <laughs> like, What are you doing? Like, uh, just trying to fix it. You know, transaxle yep. work on a lawnmower. Yeah, casual. Yeah, just fixing the transaxle. <laughs> yep. And so I got got it back together. I uh, got it working for about 15 minutes and then it just completely took a crap. So then I sold it for a hundred bucks on uh, oh, nice. Facebook go. marketplace. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You made a hundred bucks <laughs> off of that. I, I, you I made resonate. a profit. Yeah. I made some money off of it. So I, I resonate with uh, the mindset of King's oh, yeah. dad there. Oh yeah. He's all about saving that money, man. All about saving that money. Doesn't yep. even matter. It's, it's great. Yeah. So he's got a barn full of wood. That's just old wood. It's just like... He, you know, it's a Dude. couple hundred square foot barn. You can only get about first 10 square feet in because the rest of it is just full of wood that he says, <laughs> like, at some point we're going to need this. <laughs> I can't even tell you how many scraps of wood I have sitting in the corner of my garage right <laughs> yeah, now. Nice. That are completely that's, worthless. That's a good wood piece of wood, wood right wood. there. <laughs> yeah. It's like that commercial from Progressive. Free wood? Who's giving away free wood? <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, uh, it's uh, that's him. He'll raid the if he sees like a construction site, he'll like any local dumpsters where they might toss some 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 lumber scraps. He'll like peek in them and see if he can't pull pull a good board or two out. Nice, yeah, it's good, nice, good stuff, good stuff. All right, well, you guys, I think I uh, I might have to call it say, a night about, tonight. About this nine forty awesome here. <laughs> yeah, yeah had a lot of fun, Kyler. Thanks for joining us. Thanks man. for coming on. It's Definitely we'll, have you back on. Um, yeah, yeah, we'd love to come we'll back have to turn you into a recurring, uh, recurring if not permanent guest here on uh, the old Chilling in the Basement podcast. Uh, it's been a good time, a real good we gotta, time. Love to. We definitely got to find a new theme song though, because it's not just Ben and Dan. Oh, I, uh, I, I, I uh, came up with a rap hook. Uh, all right, so this is last before we go. Before we go, it's uh, it's here it goes. I got some ratchets and a strap. I put my shit up 
on my rack. And it's a rap song about having ratchet straps and how you use them to attach it to your roof rack. I uh, <laughs> came up with it when we went to Home Depot the other day. But I think you can make it into like, <laughs> it sounds like you take as many ratchet slash strap references and you mix them with like street references. So like it's a, it's a street banger, but then you watch the music video and it's a bunch of white dudes putting shit in their roof down. racks. <laughs> I love it, man. Think about uh, that. Think about that for we'll next time. We'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Till next Come time, back. fellas. <laughs> we'll right. see. Oh, yeah, we'll see you guys this weekend. Yeah, we'll yeah. see you guys in a couple days. Here. See you got, Friday. Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 see you Friday. <laughs> All right, love you guys. guys. Bye. Love you guys. Bye.